This is the 443rd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, the podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm D. Orlando Ledbetter, the Falcons beat reporter for the AJC, and today we're going to preview the Falcons' upcoming game against the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears stand in their path to the playoffs. If you're listening to us for the first time, please make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, we're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. The Falcons are coming off a 29-10 to victory over the Indianapolis Colts. They scored on seven possessions. I got to go back and look. I think that's a high for the season. Also, you know, uh, five field goals by Young Way Koo, two touchdowns with the switch to Taylor Heineke at quarterback. It worked out well for him, kept them in the playoff race. Falcons need some help, but it doesn't matter if they don't win. Uh, They need to beat the Bears, hope the Saints beat the Bucks, and then uh, their chances are going to prove dramatically. You know, last week it was, hey, if they win out, it goes from 7 to 70%. Uh, Now they'll need um, a little bit of help along the way. Uh, They're in a... Big group with a lot of different teams. And, you know, we got a story online breaking that down for you. You know, the simplest way is, hey, they went out, go nine and eight. Tampa Bay loses out and they go eight and nine. Boom, Falcons or the NFC South champs. But that would entail the uh, Bucks losing to the Panthers in the last game of the year where the Panthers are going to have the bus rolling uh, in the parking lot, ready to go. It's going to be uh, hard to see them beating the Bucks in that last week. So, therefore, the Falcons kind of got to – they finished tied with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has the tiebreaker. This is the third tiebreaker. Uh, they split head-to-head, Have a uh, would have the same conference record, division record, and they would have – they would beat the Falcons on common opponents. And that's five to three. They're five and three. They would be five and three. And the Falcons would be four and four against common opponents. So that's how they would go. Then the Falcons would dump down to the wild card group. And that's crowded. Minnesota and Green Bay, that's a knockout game. 
uh, this week. One of those teams will keep in it, stay in it, and go. The problem for the Falcons are that Seattle and uh, the Rams have a chance to get to 10 wins, which would knock them out too. So you could be 9-8, and eight, a winning record for the first time in five years, uh, looking like some progress was made, and then you got to you know, spend the offseason on getting the quarterback. But that's where the Falcons are sitting here with um, – they got hope they got hope and they're keeping hope alive they kept it alive by beating the coats they need to beat the bears and uh you know they'll need to close out with a win against the saints and you know get some help to make it to the playoffs let's get on to coach smith here as he gives us an injury update following the coats game nothing new to report right now you know obviously we got a little later start this morning uh you know wanted guys to be with their family so we open up a little bit later so i don't have all the uh, you know the updates yet but uh you know obviously leaving the game yesterday I feel pretty good you know obviously you know there's gonna be some guys that are a little nicked up but, but I, I feel pretty good about where we are coming out of that game you know it was four injuries in that game and uh you know lorenzo carter jake matthews chris lindstrom and Calais campbell Jake's uh, knee got rolled up again, and uh, everybody, I think, went back into the game. Uh, Carter seemed to be the serious one, the neck and head, and Calais Campbell had an arm-shoulder deal, but he went back in the game. So, uh, yeah, we just got to do that, check up on Coach with the uh, injury update. Drew Dahlman played on the ankle, but, yeah, he had uh, some, some, you know, some plays where he got drove back. Maybe his ankle's not ready, and they'll go back to Ryan Newsel for this bet game against the Bears. Here is Coach Arthur Smith. We're heading back on the road after the last two road games featured bad weather in New York and Charlotte. Well, we, we have found a way to, to win a few at least. Uh, you know, some of them have been, a, you know, really the last two uh, Jets and um, Carolina, mm-hmm. you know, the weather's been, been a factor too. And it's not just mm-hmm. been cold, but, you know, the, and uh, for whatever reason. So I'm sure it'll be cold in Chicago, but I, I, I think it's going to be pretty clear. It'll be nice. That'll be a change. I don't know if I've been in many games like the Carolina one where it was wind, rain, and whatever. And Jets was similar to that. And uh, we found a way in New York. But certainly we need to play like we did uh, this week. And really, it's like both times we've hit adversity led. We've New Orleans and this one, we played our best football. So we need to bottle that up for sure. Yeah, I asked him, I said, hey, you want to bottle up whatever y'all said last week to the team after uh, they came out and took it to the Colts? And so that's what he was referencing there. He went on, uh, uh, and the also wrapped in there was the fact that, hey, they're 2-5 and five on the road, and they got to end the season on the road, and they need the two wins. So they've had bad, bad games on the road. That Arizona thing was a hot mess, Tennessee hot mess, and they lost to the Panthers on the road. So we'll be looking at the road issues during the week here. Now here is Arthur Smith on if he discussed the playoff scenarios with the team. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody's aware, Mike. That, you know, I think the most important thing I can do, do my job and the best of my ability is we got to find a way to beat the Bears. That's all that matters. You know, things are out of our hands and I just, you've covered this a long time. I've been around this league long enough to know that what's supposed to happen usually doesn't. So, the only thing we can control again is is getting ready to go on the road and playing and playing a good Bears team. They they played really well uh, in the last 
two months of the season and uh, playing really fast on defense. They have a really good rushing attack, and so we, we've got to be ready to go. All right, we got plenty on the Bears coming after we uh, take our break here. But here's what Arthur Smith had to say about the Chicago Bears. Yeah, they're doing a nice job. I mean, their, their rushing attack is uh, rolling. It was like last year when they, before we played them, they were pretty – they had, had a couple weeks of pretty good uh, games running the football and design quarterback runs, and then the play extension, those add up too. Um, when the game got close yesterday, he scrambled for a big, big play and – um, and certainly their defense is really playing well that, you know, they've made a lot of investments in that defense and, you know, some of the younger pieces they have in the secondary are playing well, obviously they added sweat. Uh, they're doing a good job getting pressure mix of four man rush. And, uh, when they do light you up, uh, I think Iberflus is doing a hell of a job. All right, that's Arthur Smith on the Chicago Bears. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and get into our tale of the tape and our news and notes on the Chicago Bears. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor. But I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. All right, we're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, and we got plenty on the Chicago Bears for you here to get you ready for the game. But before we do that, let me tell you about this deal that the AJC has for you. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a special offer for our podcast listeners. If you subscribe today, you can get three months of unlimited digital access for just 99 cents. That's all of our sports coverage, politics, breaking news, investigations, food and dining, and so much more on AJC.com. Plus, you'll get access to our e-paper and our assortment of newsletters. So join our community by going to subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. That's subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. So you always know what's really going on. All right, let's get on here to these Chicago Bears. Uh, went through them, putting the numbers together today and the news and notes today. This is going to be a Big Ten West game, y'all. Justin Fields hasn't developed much as a passer, and DJ Moore's got a sore ankle. So that's his one guy he's throwing to, and, and so he's not going to be available uh, at 100%. And Cole Komet was the backup to tight end. So they ran the ball 39 times last week against uh, – Arizona and won the game, ran it for 250. So that's how it breaks down. That wise here, the Falcons 
offense will be going against uh, the 12th-ranked defense. They're number one against the run, so you can expect the ball to be in the air. The Falcons are going to probably have to try to throw it to soften up that front. But this is one of those deals where, hey, they're 25th in passing, so teams don't have to run. So they don't bother with running because they can get what they need in the secondary. But you heard Coach Smith say that uh, some of their secondary pieces were playing pretty good. So, you know, just looking at it, you say, hey, they got to run the ball, but it's the number one run defense. Why bang your head against the wall? You know, that's going to be Justin Jones, Montez Sweat, Tremaine Edmonds, and uh, TJ Edwards up front running, stopping the run. So if they're really good stopping the run, then you can, you know, make your money throwing. That's why he was worried about the weather. And uh, if he was going to be able to attack them through the air, so that those are that's the advantage. That's the one thing that jumps out is hey, the Bears are number one against the run, but uh, that may be because they you know um, or leaky, leaky, leaky in pass defense. But number eleven in points allowed, and they have spent a lot of money on that defense. So the Falcons' offense are going to have a um, they got a pretty tough matchup. Uh, at least it looks like against uh, the Bears front. They're going to have to be able to block them because the Bears are going to run. They're going to run the ball. They're number two in rushing, 142 and one. And that's all the uh, RPOs and stuff with Justin Fields. Now, the Falcons held Fields in check last uh, season. They just lit him up. They just, you know, hit him and the running back on the RPOs. Uh, I did a show with uh, NBC in Chicago, and they were like, yeah, that was the game where everybody showed, uh, the Falcons showed everybody how to stop Justin Fields. You just light him up. And so that's what they did. I'm sure they'll look at that and uh, see what the Bears might try to counter with. But that's why that rushing so high. They're 28th passing. Uh, he And all the passing goes to DJ Moore and Cole Komet. So pretty archaic passing attack that they have. Uh, Justin still uh, working on developing as an NFL passer. So the Falcons stopped the run. They're 15th there and they're eighth against the pass. So, you know, they're going to know what to do with Moore and Komet. Now you're not going to let uh, Darnell Mooney and those guys lose. So, you know, the Falcons have shown they can take a receiver away. They did that with Mike Evans. Uh, and the key will be stopping the Bears' rushing attack, which is number two against the number 15th run defense. Now, um, time possession is not big. Uh, the Bears are second in the league in time possession, so they're going to play keep away. You know, uh, in uh, I, you know, uh, Big Ten West game is, you know, those 9-7 Iowa scores, so... That's what we're looking at here, unless the Falcons could light them up and get some points up on the board, not stall in the red zone and kick five field goals. So time possessions key. They're going to run. You can shut down the pass. Uh, you do have a path to victory there. NFC Southwise, that's the end of our tailored tape. We're going on to the NFC South. Tampa Bay's 8-7. and seven. They host the Saints. All the games are at 1 o'clock Sunday. Falcons at 7-8. and eight. At the Bears, Saints 7-8 and eight at Tampa. And the Panthers 2-13 and 13 at Jacksonville. Just 8-7 and seven and didn't do the Falcons any help last week. Now, point differential-wise, the Saints are the best team in the league. They're plus tw- 30, best team in the division. Sorry. 34 points positive. The uh, Bucks are plus 24. The Falcons are minus one, and the Panthers are minus 145. 
So the series history, the uh, this will be the 30th meeting. The Bears lead the series 15-14. to The Falcons won the last game 27-24 last year, November the 20th at the Benz. It was the last win for Marcus Mariota. He lost the next two games, got benched, and then left the team. So let's move on to the Bears' stats. We don't have to go over. We touched on uh, most of them here, but let's look at Justin Fields' passing numbers since we, you know, uh, he's not developed as a downfield passer. Let's just leave it right there. They throw a lot of screens and one-looks things, and he's always looking for DJ Moore and Cole Komet. But he's up 196 of 322, which is 60.9%. That's a good percentage. 2,146 yards. Uh, he's cut down the interceptions a little bit, but 15 to 9, that should be 18 to 9. So he's close. And uh, 84.5 passer rating. Now, rushing wise, they do it a, a couple different ways. Fields has got uh, 585. Uh, Herbert, the Virginia Tech kid, Khalil Herbert, he's got 459. And Deontay Foreman, he didn't play was uh, on the injury report last week. He had uh, 425 and four touchdowns. Now, against the Cardinals, when they loaded up the wagon and went uh, 39, 38 times for 250, that was Herbert 20 times for 112 and a touchdown. And then Fields went 97 yards. Uh, nine times and uh, one touchdown last week. And, and Coach Smith noted that, hey, you know, when they got in trouble against the Cardinals and it got close, he, he took off on a big run. So the Falcons will keep him bottled up. Uh, that'll be Caden Ellis, I would imagine, would be the best spy for them. And they could also spy with Richie Grant if they open in a big nickel like they did last week. So, uh, yeah, they'll have some people following Justin around and they'll be trying to put the wood on him every chance they get. Now, receiving wise, DJ Moore is over a thousand. Uh, we, we, you all know him. He was with the Panthers. He went there as part of the trade. He's had 80, 84 catches for 1,141 yards. He only had three uh, for 18 last week playing on that sore ankle. Cole Komet, the tight end out of Notre Dame, had 70, he has 70 catches. For 678 and six touchdowns. That's all. Everybody else is one touchdown on the team. But the next, the third option that they're, this is who I only put him down because the Falcons will take the other two away and he'll, he'll be left one on one probably on rookie Clark Phillips. Darnell Mooney, he has a 31 uh, for 414 and one touchdown. So that's, uh, that's why we have him on here. Defensive wise, uh, you know, the big deal was, hey, Tremaine Edmonds, he's on second on the team with 98 tackles. He is Farrell Edmonds' son for my old-timers out there. They remember Farrell, who played at Maryland, big tight end. Uh, and he's got a couple sons in the league, and Tremaine came over from Buffalo. He got the four-year, $72 million deal by the Bears. So he's in the middle of that thing. T.J. Edwards is the leading tackler with 143. And then on the back end, you got Jaquan Brisker with 92 tackles. He's the second-round pick in 2022 out of Penn State, 48th overall. Now, sacks-wise, they only have 27, but they beat out the Falcons for Montez Sweat. 
the defensive end from Stevensonheim, who started out at Michigan State and went to community college, then transferred to Mississippi State. He's got 12.5 sacks on the season, 6.5 with Washington, and 6 with Chicago. So um, he's on the, you know, that's going to be the, the challenge. Don't let him wreck the game. So that's the Bears defense. You know, you got Montez Sweat and Justin Jones from South Cobb High up front. You got the linebackers, TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds. And then back deep, you got Juquan Brisker uh, holding it down at safety for them. Now, here's where the Bears could be, or at least look like this is going to be a problematic game for the Falcons because they won three of their last four. And Justin Fields said they, they're learning how to win along the way. They've doubled their wins from three to six this year. Now, they are coming off a win over the Cardinals, where and uh, they lost to the Browns, and then they beat Detroit, and they beat the Vikings at the Vikings in their last four games. And we know that the Falcons lost to the Cardinals. The Falcons lost to Detroit. And the Falcons lost to the Vikings at home. So the Bears have been able to do something the Falcons couldn't do, and that's beat those three teams uh, here in the last four games. Special teams-wise, the punter is Trenton Gill. Cairo Santos is the kicker. Great returner is Village Jones Jr. out of Tennessee, University of Tennessee. And the um, punt returner is Trent Taylor, a wide receiver, sure-handed wide receiver guy all right before we get out of here let's look at some of their local connections we got sweet and fields covered they also have terrell smith defensive back from south Cornette high who played at minnesota he played 30 30 snaps in the cardinals game 49 percent 16 on special teams 55 percent uh, mentioned Justin Jones, D-tackle, started his career with the Chargers. He's uh, with the Bears. Uh, he knows the Falcon staff. He played at NC State and was from South Cobb Hives, just uh, over there picking up the PFWA plaque from, uh, from um, our uh, trophy guy. So, yeah, Justin Jones, third-round pick, 2018 defensive tackle starter, has 46 tackles. We covered Tremaine Edmonds for a big deal. And so that's uh, what we have here for the for the Bears. Now we're going to get ready for um, our coverage for the rest of the week in the AJC. So we want you to go there for that. We're going to discuss uh, what's going on on the road, how they can figure out how to win on the road. You know, the, the wins were, you know, even the, the one they won in Tampa – you know, it was shaky. We had three turnovers in the red zone. And the one they won in New York, they just dared um, dared Tim Boyle and them to beat them, and they couldn't. So, you know, they, they haven't gone on the road and take it, taken it to anybody like they did the Colts at home uh, last week. So now can you travel like that? Can you go to Chicago in the cold and lay it, you know, hit somebody? It's going to be an old football game. You know, it's going to be cold. Uh, not a lot of passing, and they're going to try to run it down your throat. So it's going to be a big uh, big boy shoulder pack game there. Uh, we're also going to check in on Clark Phillips and how, what it's going to be like for the Falcons rooting for the Saints. And then uh, veteran Calais Campbell want to check in with him uh, to see what uh, you know his thoughts are as the season is going on. He won the 
play about 60 snaps. He's up to he's playing about 62, but it's definitely been uh, influential. But, uh, you know, he signed a one-year deal, and, and you got to see if, uh, you know, they definitely would should, could benefit from his leadership and uh, his level of play, too. Uh, he's still going pretty strong at 37, but we'll see where he's at with that. And then we'll have our game day features uh, to get you ready for the game. We'll look at the Bears running attack. Uh, can can Heineke stay hot? And then some of our key matchups will be uh, Kaden Ellis against Herbert, A.J. Terrell against D.J. Moore, and then Brisker against Kyle Pitts. Uh, some of our key matchups here early in the week. We might come up with something better, but if we don't, that's what they're looking like. And uh, we'll um, discuss Justin Fields, you know, his development. And, uh, you know, the question in Chicago, is it sustainable? Can you keep running like this and only throwing for 170, 150 yards? Uh, you know, of course, the answer is no. you got to develop as a passer. And we'll see. Uh, check in on that. And then uh, we'll see what uh, Taylor Heineke has to say about the Bears defense. So with that, we're going to um, get on out of here. Hope you all had a Merry Christmas. We'll be doing work in Chicago, bringing in the new year. Uh, game is on New Year's Eve, so uh, we'll see. We'll bring in a new year in the windy, then get back here and start getting ready for that season finale against the Saints in New Orleans. So with that, we're going to ask you to take care and have a great rest of your week. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.